All right, everyone, welcome back to another episode of Speak to the Beak. I am Tim the Ferds, and if you're rejoining us here, whether it be in podcast form or YouTube, you know it's Thursday, so it's hockey day. That means I am joined by friend of the show, Joe Wilson. And Joe, I got to tell you, I've had some people ask me that are like, because you're kind of in like my work friend group as opposed to like my mainstream friend group there. So some of my friends who have never met you were like, "Who? who's Joe Wilson? Who is this guy? So that's good for two reasons. One, because uh, we have listeners that are that yeah. know who we are. And two, because I, they might like you or they might not. I don't know. But they're asking yeah. about you. So <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah, Maybe I can meet them when I get back. Yeah, it's pretty great. Um, they have said that you're a little low. So if, you've, if you're listening or watching here, we've buffed Joe's volume a little bit. That's okay. And, you know, he's being a trooper tonight because he has contracted Corona. And he has said that it's okay for me to tell you that. So he's out here. He's going to tough it out. Um, You know, obviously he got kicked out of his dorm room kind of last minute. So we're making do with what we got here. Not much going on in the background. Totally left the AirPods there. But I think, you know, between the studio manager, which is me, and the editor, which is me, uh, and the person who will produce this podcast, which is also me, we should be able to make that (laughs) kind of go away there. So, we're out here. Uh, Here's what we got for today's episode, all right? So, it's about the halfway point of the season, you know, give or take a couple of games here or there. So, we're going to do a big standings check. We're obviously going to play some puck out of here, or I puck with that. We got our betting picks. Uh, And Joe, I found out, I know I haven't spoken to you since I spoke to Lou about this. When I use the the phrase, apparently, lose degenerate friends, that's a big phrase. Yeah, Yeah, it's a popular one. Um, Yeah, they like that? Yeah, I guess so. It's a big thing. (laughs) So we're going to keep throwing that out there. So if you are one of lose degenerate friends who's going to throw your money away, we have some picks for you as well. So, Joe, you ready to get going? Yes, sir. Yes, sir, it is. So let's start off um, with a couple of things that we saw over the weekend. One thing, which is not really super important, but I just want to point it out before we get started, is did you see the goalie goal and the celebration to go with it? (laughs) Yeah, I did. (laughs) I wish we could see that more in the NHL. That'd be great. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, th- he was celebrating like they just won the Stanley Cup with like less yeah, than a minute to go. He was freaking out. I don't know the last time an NHL goalie scored an NHL goal. I mean, we probably should have looked that up, but I don't know if you know offhand. But I mean, I, I love that where the team gets like super amped for him. Yeah, even though it's like just an empty netter, but you just don't see it. Like you don't, it's like yeah. so rare. Just gets so amped for it. Exactly. Um, so I just wanted to lead off with that. Cause that's just like a fun little thing. If you haven't seen that, we posted it on the beak brands account. It's also on the NHL account. They post a lot, so it might be lost in the highlights, but totally something you should check out. Now we were going to open with the, you know, Mika Zibanejad thing from last week. Cause of course that happened right after we finished recording. Uh, but we got some pretty big news today. NHL fired one of their referees. Uh, he got caught on a hot mic saying that there wasn't much for a penalty, but he wanted to call a penalty on Nashville. 
And he also used some choice words in there, you know, some adverbs, verbs that we're not going to repeat on the podcast. So what do you think of that? That's pretty crazy that he's out here just saying like, yeah, screw Nashville. (laughs) I don't think it was an overreaction by the league at all, just because like, how are you going to be able to trust this Tim Peel guy? Ever, like, again, just, like, making these calls saying, oh, I just wanted to call a penalty on Nashville to change the flow of the game early on. Like, just not really something you can get caught doing because I'm sure it probably happens, like, a good amount of the time and, like, all a good amount of sports too. So he just got caught, and that's tough. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, like, surprised that – I mean, they moved on that quickly. It was like, we're investigating him, and then it was just like, nah, yeah, forget like, that. Yeah. Done. <laughs> yeah, that was insane. So I, I'm surprised that, like, I was just surprised that refs actually think like that. You know what I mean? Like, I wonder if it carried over from, like, a previous game or warm-ups or he just doesn't like the coach or the team or the player. Like, what do you think can make – I mean, obviously, we don't know. But, like, what do you make, would think of, like, a ref – to hate a team that much to just be like, I'm a blatantly blow this call to put a guy in the box. Maybe it just has to do with the divisions this year, how the teams only have to play the other teams in their division. And like, I guess like the predators and red wings were just playing like in the past and he just wanted to make the game more exciting or something. <laughs> so no idea. Do you see this becoming a problem, though, with, like, betting becoming more and more legal in sports? Obviously, we give picks here. I think eventually there's going to be a referee in some sport that's just going to blatantly blow a call because he's got big money riding on the other team. I wouldn't be surprised, honestly. That'd be something out of a movie. That'd be kind of crazy. Yeah, that's like those Buffalo Wild Wings commercials, but in real life. That'd be kind of fun. You know, the sprinkler heads to start shooting up out of the field or like the ice starts melting on one side. (laughs) So we just wanted to throw that in there. That's like a wild, wild story. I'm sure there's going to be a lot more to that. Like they're probably going to do a full dive investigation on this guy, even though he's done with the league, probably like the guys he normally refs with, you know, other refing crews like that. There's going to be a lot going on there. That's going to be a big story to follow. Um, But let's go over here to the Zabanajad thing. I know as soon as we ended last last week, uh, a couple people texted me like, oh, you leave with Zabanajad? You can leave with Zabanajad? I'm like, we stopped recording like three hours ago. <laughs> so it's going to have to wait till next week because I'm not going to, like, we could have edited it in, but by the time I could have got you back on here, it would have taken too long. Uh, but we're going to, we're boring the people with the story. But if you missed it, he tied the all-time record for a player with a uh, amount of points in a period, which six, okay? So he actually tied former Islander, Brian Trache. Uh, that was back in the 78-79 season. So I'll give you a couple of fun facts. Both guys scored six points, obviously. Both guys played for New York teams, obviously Trache with the Islanders and Zibanejad with the Rangers. Both of their teams in those respective games scored nine goals apiece. Rangers won 9-0. Islanders back then scored 9. However, uh, it didn't come totally full circle as Trottier's 6 points actually came against the Rangers. So if Zibanejad was able to do this against the Islanders, it would have been a full, full full-on circle of life. Um, (laughs) So what do you... I mean, you watched it. That's just insanity. Like If you're a casual fan here, 6 points in a game is a lot. Six points in a period 
is like unheard of. Yeah, that's nuts. If he had the first three assists of the first three goals of the period, then scored three of his own right after that. Crazy. Yeah, that's like complete insanity. I mean, now, Philadelphia forgot there must have been a game or something because, like, I don't know what they were doing on defense. They started Brian Elliott. They pulled him. First shot that Hart faces is, like, a 2-on-0 breakaway. <laughs> so, like... I don't know what was going on. Um, Flyers have been struggling for sure. Yeah, they've been struggling. And then we, because we were texting as that was happening, like later on that night. And we were like, of course, we, the Islanders, get to play the Flyers tomorrow when they're all like pissed off. Yeah. Yeah, what did they do? They beat us. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we ended up getting them back later. But like, of course, we had to be the team that plays them after that. Yeah, because you can't, you can't follow that with another loss. That's embarrassing. Yeah. The analogy my dad always used to use with me, it's a football analogy. He was like, you always feel bad for the team that has to play the Patriots after they lose because you know Tom Brady is about to, like, go ape shit, and you're gonna, yeah. you're, he's going to hang, like, 35 in the first half. So, like, listen, when a team lo- – especially in, in the NHL, when a team loses that bad, you know, that's like you're playing Xbox numbers, like 9-0. to zero. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't Unless happen. You still keep losing. <laughs> oh, man. They're just a punching bag, man. Yeah, they Big are. punching bag. <laughs> I need them to come out on top, though, tonight. Yeah. Yeah, Joe is out here trying to throw some money on Buffalo against Pittsburgh. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. Let's save our bets for later. That's that's a crazy pick to me. Um, but speaking of Zibanej out here and the Rangers, we're going to play a little puck out of here. So if you're new to this, you know you new you're new to the hockey scene. I ask Joe a question, he tells me puck out of here, which means he does not agree, or I puck with it, which means he does agree. We got some pretty good topics here, all standings related. All right, so we got plenty there. Rangers right now. So let's start with Zibanejad. Six in his past six games, he has eleven points. And the Rangers are only four points back of the last playoff spot in the Eastern Division. So, Joe, with Panarin back and playing well, and Zibanejad playing very well of late, and Buffalo and New Jersey are almost certain to be sellers, do you agree that the Rangers will make the playoffs? Um, Puck out of here. I do not agree with that statement. (laughs) Yeah, let me know why. Um, just because the Bruins right now are sitting in fourth, four points ahead with three games in hand on the Rangers, and still the Flyers are two points ahead of them. And again, the Flyers have just been really struggling of late, three, six, and one in the last 10 games. So I don't see their struggles continuing that much because Carter Hart, like both their goalies have just not been doing well at all. And to me, I expect them to pick it up sooner or later to try to contend with Boston, but I don't think the Rangers have the depth to be able to uh, make a late push for the playoffs. But yeah, that can so – No, no, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. What I'm going to say is this. I don't think the Rangers can catch up in the playoff race because the top four teams – forget everyone else. They're yeah. just not going to catch the top four. I, like between Boston, Pittsburgh – the Islanders and the Capitals. Like, I know they're not catching the Capitals. They're pretty much in. And for yeah. the Islanders to drop all the way out of it, it would have to be like a catastrophic collapse. 
uh, which I don't <laughs> see that happening the way they're coached and whatnot. So you're really yeah. looking at and Pittsburgh's more talented than them, and so is Boston. Now Boston's kind of like, other than that one line, they're not playing that well right now. But yeah, do you think the Rangers that can was- stay this hot? Because you're gonna think the other teams that I just listed are also gonna beat up on the Sabers and the Devils. Right? So, I mean, that's where right. I'm at. And speaking of the sa- get beating up on the Sabres, we're recording a lot later than we normally do. So, let's see if Pittsburgh is actually beating up on the Sabres right now. Because that would be nice to back up my point if that was actually happening. Oh, they're up 2-1. They're up... Oh, see, I got 2-0. The Sabres must have just scored. Uh, so, either yeah, way... Yeah, right. Darlene just scored. Yeah. They're winning. They're winning. So... The point still stands. I'm with Joe. I don't think that the Rangers are going to make the playoffs. Uh, but like we said in previous shows here, even though we don't really like them, they have a bunch of solid players, so they're always going to be like kind of in the mix there for that last kind of spot. They can definitely make it interesting for sure. Yeah, they can make it. That I'll give you. Yeah, they can make it interesting. Yeah, but I, I don't see them making it. Yeah, I'm with you on that. So let's slide over to another division here. We're going to go out west, right? So the Avalanche are scorching hot. They've won seven of their last ten. Unfortunately for this question, they lost in the shootout last night, but they did play their backup goalie. Uh, They were heading into that game the best defensive team in the division by goals allowed. Um, I know last week you picked Vegas as your president's trophy winner. But are you willing to back off and say that the Avalanche, on their hot streak, will win the Western Division outright? Um. Also, puck out of here with that. I <laughs> think the Knights still are going to come out on top. Because even though the Avalanche have won seven out of their last ten, the Knights have also won seven out of their last ten. And they don't seem to be slowing down. And I think... Mark andre Fleury still having a Vienza candidate season. I know Grubauer on the Avalanche is also having a, bit, a good season, but I just think uh, Vegas is, has more depth in their forward lines than Colorado because I feel like Colorado has a really solid top six, and then their third and fourth lines aren't as strong. But um, their uh, offensive defensemen make up for that, I guess, a little bit. But, yeah, I just think Vegas is a goaltending duo, and – offensive power is just going to propel them to the top of the west for the rest of the season all right so i I see that uh but i'm actually gonna i think they can do it right so like you said their top six on offense really good and they do have super super talented like offensive defensemen as you stated right so i'm going to give you a couple of things here as to why i think they might be able to catch them all right so number one is what you said. Their top six is, like, overpowered, right? You got McKinnon, who I think finally, like, he's always been, like, really good. Like, this is going to sound disrespectful, but, like, he's always been really good. I think this year he took the next step to, like, finally prominent, everyone-knows-him superstar level. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I'd say I'd say even maybe even last season, but, like, this season he's definitely really proven himself. Because he's repeated it. I think that's the big yeah. thing, yeah. Yeah, um, Nazem Kadri has been really good for the Avalanche. Obviously, they still have Landeskog, 
right? I mean, you got Miko Rantanen. Like, they have guys that are really good. Um, they also got the other reason why I'm, I'm kind of on the Avalanche is the way they play. Like, they're fast and, phys- and physical at the same time, which is like, yeah. it's rare for teams to have both. Like, obviously, they're an upper-tier team, but uh, my, my weak point for them going into this was the only person on their team that they had playing goalie pretty much was Grubauer. Right, exactly. so he had 25 games started and 26 games played, which is literally the whole season, right, so far. Um, but they did... They did pick up Johansson from Buffalo on Saturday as they're going. Now, they did start him last night. He did lose, but it wasn't the shootout. Um, yeah. And I think they he, choked the lead, too, though. They did choke the lead. They were down at one point, and then they took the lead, and then they coughed it up. Um, I mean, I think Johansson's probably the biggest winner out of all of this, though, because you went from the yeah. easily wor- worst team in the league to a top you know, four or five team in the whole league. So he, he jumped up big time. That's why I think they might be able to catch him. Now, I do think that Vegas's team is stacked between, you know, Stone, Pacioretty, Theodore, Carlson, Tuck, Marcia So. Like, they have dudes. The one yeah. big advantage they have, though. And Ryan Reeves. Yeah, and Ryan Reeves. <laughs> the big one advantage they have is... If Flurry goes into a funk, because he normally does, like once a season, he'll play poorly for like two or three weeks. Yeah. They have Robin Leonard just chilling yeah. on the bench. Yeah. And I think exactly. that could eventually be Colorado's kind of downfall there and trying to catch him. Because Leonard is significantly better than Johansson, you would agree, I'd assume. Yes, sir. And just because like, you need to have the balance, I feel like a lot of teams now in the league have adapted having like two starting goalies that they like switch them out so they don't get worn out all season like Carey Price always did every season to always end up getting hurt or something so I think that's why they definitely will stay in, on the top in the west and win the west yeah I mean a lot of teams like Joe said have moved to that two goalie thing Rangers have two goalies Islanders have two goalies the stars when Ben Bishop is healthy have two goalies like we just said Colorado traded for a second goalie, even though Grubauer is having an amazing season. Vegas, like I can go on and on about Boston. teams. Boston too, right? That rollout. Even the Flyers, Elliott and Hart's a solid duo. Like they have guys. Mm-hmm. Like so, there's a lot of teams that are yeah upper tier teams that have two goalies. Yeah. So I think that's the only thing that might separate Vegas from Colorado. But I think, do you think the Avalanche can keep it close? Yeah, definitely. Right. It's close right now, even though Vegas has a game in hand and is two points above ahead of them. But uh, Colorado is like a higher goal differential, and they've, as you said, they've been real hot lately. So it's definitely going to be close. Yeah. So let's go to our last question for Puck out of here. So last year, the Stars made the Stanley Cup, and they've gotten off to a slow start this year between COVID not playing well they got some injuries but they are starting to get healthier tyler sagan expected back april 2nd which is from the time we're recording this about a week and a day or two uh bishop is currently four weeks into his four to six week timetable to return so he's probably like two to three weeks away max so simple question the dallas stars will miss the playoffs 
in 2021. Puck out of here. Oh, three puck out of here tonight. Okay. <laughs> yeah, not messing with any of the questions today. Tim. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, as you said, they got uh their solid key star players coming back from injury, and like, sure they're the seventh seed right now, only at 28 points, but they're they have four games in hand on everybody in front of them from the sixth to the fourth seed. So I think as long as they can. St- they can make a push towards the end. Hopefully it's not too late when everybody comes back and is healthy, but I just, I really don't see them missing the playoffs and maybe Chicago might choke and drop down a little bit because they've been really, I feel overachieving this season. So I'm glad you brought them up. So if, when you look at the central division, right, which is where obviously the stars play, they're currently in second to last place. But out of all the teams that are not the top three, they're the only team with a positive goal differential. They're plus four. Red Wings are negative 35, but they're terrible. Predators, negative 24. Blue Jackets, negative 20. Blackhawks, minus 10. Blackhawks have 35 points, though. So I think it comes down to this. Do you think that the Stars can jump... Three teams, because they're not going to catch the Lightning, Florida, or Carolina. That's not possible. So you pretty much got four teams fighting for the last spot. Nashville is kind of on record saying they might trade some guys away, so you might be able to take them out of it. Yeah, I don't see Nashville being higher than the sixth seed this season. All right, so it's pretty much between the Blue Jackets, the Blackhawks, and the Stars. Yeah. I think that Patrick Kane is going to lead the Blackhawks to that last seed, but... I mean, you're out on that it sounds like it's definitely a fair take it's just i feel like with the injuries they've had this season like they really are just overachieving and their rookie goaltender they got been playing really well but again i really just don't see dallas missing the playoffs especially with all these games in hand if they win like four straight they're like right there with chicago and putting the pressure on so what is, let's see if this changes your mind, right? So the Blackhawks are 3-6-1 and one in their past 10 games, okay? But they've lost to Tampa four times in the past yeah. 10. Now, obviously, I don't think any of the teams from the Blackhawks down are in Tampa's category at all. They only, I checked their, I, I checked their yeah. schedule. I checked the Blackhawks' schedule. They only have to play Tampa one more time. So do you think that's like, the schedule severely in their favor. Um, yeah, when you put it like that, that honestly does put it in their favor. But as I just was trying to say before, um, Dallas, uh, they played Tampa pretty well last night. They lost, I think it was two to one. They had the one zero lead, and then just choked. But again, Bishop back, Sagan back, things could be different. You know what I'm saying? And then they could possibly be able to beat Florida, Carolina, Chicago. You know. So let's I just look. Think it oh, on, keep going, keep going. I just think it depends on when they get back and when they really start pushing it into playoff mode. All right, so I guess that's reasonable. Um, let I'm just looking at the Stars' schedule real quick. They have one, uh, two, three, four games left against Tampa, and they have one, two, three, four, four games left against Chicago. So that's eight games right there. I think if they many, don't win at least four of those, they're in trouble. How many games do they have left against Detroit and Nashville? Uh, okay, so Nashville is one, two, three, 
four. Okay, four. Red Wings, one, two, three, four. But they all come yeah. in a row. They play the Red Wings four times in a row. That's tough. Yeah, I don't think – even as bad as Detroit is, I don't think you can beat them four straight games. Yeah, I think they should go with uh, three and one in both those. Uh, I like best, I think, for them against Nashville and Detroit, three and one. Because then for Chicago, if you want to look at it that way, Chicago still has two games left against Detroit, but they play Nashville one, two, three, four, five, six. Six times. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely going to be a close one for sure. But then again, I feel like Nashville and Chicago match up pretty evenly. They do. In a way. They do. But if But if Nashville blows it up, Things could be different, I guess. Yeah. We'll just have to see, Tim. We I guess we'll just have to see. We'll keep this one noted. So if you're a, an avid hockey listener and or, I guess, watcher now, you keep this one book noted for us, or bookmarked, excuse me, book noted, not a term. Okay, so we're going to go to the sta- our standings predictions. So it's a little bit differently this year. Normally you have the Eastern Conference, the Western Conference, you know, eight teams aside, bracket style, the whole thing. Uh, this year, because of COVID, a little bit differently. So it's going to be the the top four teams in each division are going to make the playoffs. Then, as they advance, they'll be reseeded and whatnot, okay? So let's not worry about the reseeding and all that stuff. Let's just pick our four teams for every division and in what order they're going to go in. So let's start in the East. I'm going to go Capitals, Islanders, Penguins and Bruins. And before you give yours, I just want to say, me and Joe, he does not know my picks. So some of these might come as a surprise. So like I said, for me, Caps, Isles, Penguins, Bruins. Who do you got in the East? Yeah, um, I have the Caps, Isles, Pens, and Bruins too. <laughs> All right, so we're on the same page there in the same exact order. Like we said last week with the Capitals, we think they're going to overtake the Islanders, especially with the Anders Lee injury. Um, Capitals are a super deep team. I don't think anyone at home listening to this might have a problem with that. I don't want to spend too much time on it, so let's go to the next one. All right, because we're obviously in in lockstep there. One more thing before we move on. I just think maybe if the Islanders made an acquisition of some sort for a top six forward, it'd be possible, but just a maybe, you know? Okay, just something to keep an eye out. And if you're here looking for some trade stuff... Next week, we might have you covered with some, you know, potential trade targets for a couple of teams. So just, that's a tease, people. Um, All right, so let's go to the Central Division. Why don't you give yours first this time? For the Central Division, I have the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning, Hurricanes, Panthers, and the Dallas Stars. Okay, so we're a little bit different here. I got the Lightning, the Panthers, the Hurricanes, and then the Blackhawks. So let's talk about Panthers-Hurricanes real quick. Was that interchangeable for you? Because I feel like that was interchangeable for me. Um, yeah, I could see it going either way. I just feel like Carolina's the better team. They have a less game played, so I just... And they have a way better goal differential. I mean, Florida's plus 16, but Carolina's plus 26. Yeah. So, I mean, I just feel like they're going to hold on to the two spot. I feel like their remaining games against each other are going to decide that point, like that part in the standings. Because they're both going to beat up on the lower-tier team, so that's like kind of irrelevant. Um, yeah. I think for the Panthers, Barkov is hurt, isn't he? I think Barkov is hurt. 
Uh, he could be. I, I can check that. Out. I don't think he played last night. Um, and the so black tomorrow against yeah. the Blackhawks. It says he's healthy. All right, so maybe he just got scratched last night, last minute. Um, Blackhawks and Stars as the last thing. Me and Joe kind of just discussed that at length, so we're not going to go into that one more time. Obviously, he's on the Stars. I think it's going to be, you know, too little, too late for the Stars, but that's just me. Uh, how about the Western Division? Uh, the West, I have the Knights, the Avalanche, the Wild, and the Blues. Okay, so I wrote on my notes, like, Vegas number one, and then I just wrote Avalanche question mark. Uh, I do think, like we said before, that they might be able to catch them. And I really yeah. want to pick them, like, so bad, but I, I can't. I can't do it. Just be, Only because Leonard is just so much, is, like, drastically better than Johansson. Like, if anything were to happen to Grubauer, like, the avalanche would fall off a cliff. Yeah, that, they'd probably still, make, like, they'd definitely still be in the playoffs, probably, but they would not be the, as strong as a team. Avalanche. Yeah, for sure. And then the Wilds and, Wild and Blues, definitely on them. Do you think there's a team that could challenge the Wild or the Blues in their division or not really? No, I don't. Yeah, I don't really see it either, honestly. I mean, Phoenix and the Kings are kind of hanging around. You know, Ducks and Sharks are pretty much out of it. Yeah, the Coyotes can't really play defense. No, they do not. And they also have some terrible unis while we're here. Uh, So, sorry, people of Arizona over there. I just don't like them. I just don't like them. Listen, that's kind of a hot topic, Tim. They're kind of a fan favorite from what I hear. Oh, see, I like their reverse retros, but I don't like their actual uniform. Oh, yeah, no, their actual uniforms are boring. That's what I'm saying, yeah. Reverse retros are tight. Tim. Yeah. I thought, I thought that's what you were getting. No, no, no. Like the Wild, when they're rocking the North Star color scheme, that's elite so uniform. Yeah, their, their regular uniform... Whoever designed it needs to be fired immediately because it's terrible. I'm sure they're fired already, but like, if you didn't fire them yet, they need to be gone because it's bad. Yeah. It's real bad. Yeah, the color is not it. Kind of gross. No, I know it's terrible actually. Um, so yeah, we're in lockstep there in the West. It seems like. All right, and then this one, I thought I was making a sneaky pick, but I guess not. So I'll give you mine first, right? So I got Jets. Oilers, Maple Leafs, Canucks. How about you? I have the Jets, Maple Leafs, Oilers, and the Canadians. Okay. So, we're both on the Jets catching. Toronto's currently in first by two points. Um, Oilers are actually tied for first, I guess, but Toronto and the Jets have two games in hand on the Oilers. Why are you sticking with the Canadians? Um, just because they only have 31 games played and they have 37 points. My okay. question to you is, why do you think the Canucks would be the fourth seed with 36 games played and 35 points? Because I just don't think that the Canadians are good. Like, we've been on this all season. I don't know how they win games. Like, I just don't they think they they're a good solid, team. They made some solid moves last off season. Or two off seasons ago, I think it was. Getting rid of Domi, bringing in yeah. Josh Anderson from the Blue Jackets, that was solid. Yeah. That rookie kid, Suzuki's playing, or like, I think it's in his sophomore season now, but he's playing mad well. I think they have really balanced forward lines, and their defense is playing well. Jeff Petrie's having a 
Norris candidate season, I'd say. See, I guess when I view the Canadians, I just see, like, the poor man Islanders. Because, like, the Islanders aren't that good. Like, I'm going to just be straight up. Like, they have, like, three dudes who can play that are, like, actually skilled as individual players. One of them is injured. And the rest of the team is just, like, these fake good guys that Barry Trotz makes look good. I mean, look, we have the same team we ha we had when we had, you know, Doug Waite and then Jack Capuano. Literally same exact players. And we were awful. And now we get a coach and we're suddenly, like, a top team? Like, no. Like, he just knows what he's doing. And I think that's my problem with Montreal. Because when I look at their team, I'm just like, they don't have any game changers. That makes sense. But they're just, like, super solid, I guess. Like, uh, I don't know. I think that, yeah, I think they're just a super solid team. Because, like, uh, Vancouver does have, like, Elias Peterson, Brock Besser, and uh, JT Miller and those guys. But, like, who, who are their defensemen? Oh, I love Quinn Hughes. Oh, like, oh yeah, Quinn Hughes. Come on. <laughs> that? Let's keep it real. He's the only defenseman they need. <laughs> he plays a lot of minutes. Like, the other, like, three forward lines are kind of just, mm, mm. Ah, so I guess agree to disagree there. That's another one. Make sure you bookmark that, people. Canadians are the Canucks. I think what might do me in on that, even though Vancouver is 7-2-1 in their last 10, like Joe said, they do have 36 games played already. Montreal only 31. That's what I'm saying. That that's where my that's where I made the pick. Not gonna lie. 36. Okay, so if they had the same exact amount of games played, where would you go? And Vancouver. So you're saying if Vancouver also had 31 games played, yeah, but still points behind. Yeah. Yeah, I'd probably pick Vancouver. All right, all right. So let's go Vancouver then. But all right, here's, here's my other question for you. Why'd you end up taking the Jets to win this division? Because I thought I was being kind of sneaky doing that, but I guess not. Um, I just think Toronto kind of chokes when it comes towards the end of the season. Yes. And, like, especially playoff time. And then Edmonton, again, just two games in hand. Well, they have two extra games played already and only two points ahead. And I feel like they're going to slow down because, again, besides Dreisaitl and McDavid, they don't really have much going for them either. And... They probably, and they've just been beating up on the Senators and stuff like that, so, yeah. Yeah, the way I view Toronto is the way that I viewed, like, the Houston Rockets all these years with James Harden and Chris Paul and all those guys. Like, yeah, that's great. Like, show it to me when it matters, dude. Like, show up when it matters. I, I just think they need to work on, well, they got Tyson Barry. Oh, wait, do they still have Tyson Barry? Yeah, I think they have Tyson Barry, but... Um, their defense just needs to get better, and they need to get like a actual like all star goaltender for them to actually make any noise. I feel like in the playoffs because Frederick Anderson is a bot. <laughs> he is. A <laughs> oh man! Like, in games that matter, he is bad. Do you think it's all on him though, or do you think it's like a team thing? Because I feel like the whole team doesn't really play well when it matters. Yeah, I feel, yeah, and you're right. In big games, I feel like the team just kind of like chokes and just like nervous or something before the game it's weird i don't know but yeah, yeah I, they they don't really come up big in big game situations so that's and the jets have some solid players in a connor helbelia solid goalie so i think they could do it he won the vesna last year didn't he i thought he did right he did. yeah he did see i think that winnipeg is just like top to bottom the better team like they don't have the star power that the Leafs do between, you know, Matthews, John Tavares, obviously Joe Thornton's a big name, you know, Mitch Marner, Marner et cetera, you know. 
but I just think Winnipeg, because I feel like they're they're like physical, and I I know I've said that before, like earlier in this podcast, physical teams just win in the playoffs. I don't know what it is, yeah. but I guess there's only so long you could outskate somebody until they just put you on your ass all game. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. That's something that the Maple Leafs do lack for sure. Is like a really like good grinders and stuff. Yeah, they have like their their skill guys are like super skill guys. Yeah. Uh, now they do have. We're not saying like if you're you know Canadian and you're like Toronto fan, like we're not trying to disrespect you or anything. You know, like they have guys that play that role, but they're not like these super elite, I guess, grinder type players or like power forward type guys. Yeah. Even though and Joe Thornton t- is kind of a glorified power forward at this point. Yeah, he's just <laughs> old. Stuff just happy to see him around still <laughs> oh man and then john leaf fans are not happy with john Tavares from what i've seen this season just around social media they are not happy with that man yeah well guess what i hate that guy so that. yeah i'm happy that they're not happy with them they, yeah get yeah. that guy the hell out of here Facts. but yeah so I guess while we're going to trash JT, because I can't pass up an opportunity to do that as a salty Islander fan. When I yeah. saw that tweet last year that it was like, the Islanders already have more playoff wins in Toronto than John Tavares does, I was just like, wrap it that's, up. That's it. That was the tweet right sick. there. <laughs> yeah. That was sick. Yeah. Um, all right. So we're done with the standing talk. Let's go to a little wet in the beak here. And then we'll give you our game of the weekend, and then we're out of here. All right? So, uh, bad week last week. Collective one and four. I mean, one and three, excuse me. Mostly on me. I went 0-2. Um, Hurricanes and the Panthers both did not show up. It was a close game. One goal game each way, but not good. Uh, Joe split. So, we're now 9-7 and seven on the year. Now, I had a 2-0 and o week. I also was the first all in two week, so I got to try to get some more consistency there. So I got to pick first this week, so I'll give one of my games. Now, I originally had the Penguins over the Sabres, but then I realized they're playing each other right now as we're recording this podcast, and obviously these picks are for March 25th. Uh, So I switched off the Penguins, and I'm going to go with the Washington Capitals minus 215 over New Jersey. Uh, for a couple reasons. One, I just think Washington's better than them. <laughs> uh, and two, they're 8-2 and two in their last 10. New Jersey is negative 19 in the goal differential. Now, their young players are playing really well. But I just think Washington is one of those teams that is uh, not the type of team you want to play if you're a young team. Washington's disciplined. They got veteran leadership. They check. They can skate. They're a, they're a complete team. So they're going to be my first pick for tomorrow. So who who do you got? Um, For tomorrow, even though I kind of like shit on the Flyers for a good portion of the episode, I like them at minus 106 against the Rangers tomorrow. They're on a three-game losing streak. And as I said before, three, six, and one in their last 10. And they should feel embarrassed about the last game they played against the Rags. So they better get a win. So one thing I've noticed about you, right? Everyone has their tendencies. Joe likes to pick the team that's like down on its luck because he thinks it's going to rebound. 
I think not. I think I got a better wet the beak record than you so far for the podcast. So I think it's working. No, no, you do. I'm just saying, like in general, like everyone has their things. Like no, so, <laughs> when I do baseball with Keith, right? He likes to take these teams that are just like super solid all around, but like don't really have the superstars to back it up. And I'm just like, give me all the flash. Like I don't know. I'm like obsessed with the and baseball anyway. Like not other sports. Yeah. Um, like my other thing in baseball is just if I'm a bad team, I will sign a veteran strictly to trade him for prospects. Like that's the only reason why I'll sign him. And if you listen to the baseball podcast, you know exactly who I'm talking about. Like guys like James Paxton and all these other guys that get signed by bad teams. Like I'll sign this dude and I'll trade him three months into the season for someone in your farm system. And it's a wrap. So that's my tick. Your thing is picking the teams when they're down. Um, Yeah. You get some good odds that way. The odds, but for tomorrow, by the way, people, not great. Really, not great. Uh, yeah. The the favored teams are like heavily favored, so you got to lay down some cash if you want to make some back. Um, my second pick is going to be the Lightning minus one seventy seven over Dallas, uh, and this is pretty much the anti Joe pick. Dallas has not beaten them all season, and I don't think it starts now. That's it. <laughs> um, my second pick is Minnesota minus one thirty four over St. Louis tomorrow night at eight PM because they're on a one game winning streak. But uh, well, this kind of goes against like what I do really. They're seven and three also in their last ten, and uh, I'm seeing here like a good amount of the public is riding the wild too. So I just have a good feeling about it and the blues are four three and three in their last 10 kind of having a average season i'd say so far so and the wild have just been going off so i like yeah. the wild tomorrow i feel like the the blues are like the definition of mediocre this year yeah. anyway this year yeah with your flyers pick you're not worried about the, you know the aftermath of last week nope not even thinking about it so i know they're not thinking about it well, and if they are, I better get them tight. Nothing in a hockey game. <laughs> Imagine it's even worse, like tomorrow or something. I would look like an idiot. I loved how you were so confident. Like they're they're not thinking about it. But like, all right, well maybe they might be. But hopefully, get some mad if they are. <laughs> it's better than that. All right, so games of the weekend here. What do you got as your prime game? Uh, for my prime game, since I picked second. Um, this weekend, uh, I like Saturday, 7 p.m., Lightning versus the Hurricanes. It's a battle of the two top teams in the, uh, Central Division, and I just really feel like it's going to be a good one. So, the reason I like that game, that was actually my backup pick, um, even though I got to pick first this week, so I don't really need a backup pick, but sometimes I'm a nice guy, and I let Joe kind of go there. Uh, I want to see if the Hurricanes can hang with the Lightning, because I feel like yeah. the Lightning are starting to get rolling. And if they get on a hot streak, like, they could bury everyone out of an, yeah. any division. Yeah. I uh, agree. My pick is going to be the Golden Knights against the Avalanche. Me and Joe talked about this, you know, pretty much at length already. The two heavyweights out in the Western Conference going at it. 3 p.m. NHL Network. So you get the game, people. All right. It's going to be a great game. The Avalanche rested Grubauer last night, which was Tuesday, 
to play him two times against Vegas. So they know these two games are massive yeah. for them, right? And I think Vegas and the and Colorado, like we said before, they're going to go at it down to the wire. These two games could mean a lot. If if the Avalanche could take both of these, they would jump Vegas in the standings. Yeah, that wouldn't look too good for me now, would it? No, it would not. Do you think they win both? No. No. Yeah, neither do I. But I think they split. I think they'll split it. I, I think they split. Yeah. All right. So we're, we're on board with that. I'd be shocked if either team went 2-0. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they're, they're evenly matched. Um, so before I get to next week's show, I spared you here in the beginning without the whole spiel I got to give you. So here it comes. Ready? So here we go. Number one, you got to follow Beak Brands. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Got to do it. All right? Number two, if you're watching on YouTube, you probably already subscribed. But if you didn't, hit the subscribe button. We need you, all right? If you're listening on uh, Apple Podcasts and or Spotify, we need you to follow and or subscribe there as well. Tell your friends. Help us out. Share us. Whatever you got to do. Number three, beakbrands.com. We have written pieces there. The podcast is posted there. It's a good time, so check out the website. Number four, if you want to follow me and Joe here, Joe Wilson 24 with two E's. I am at Tim Ferdinand on Instagram. Feel free to interact with us there. Super active. You know Joe's got nothing better to do because now he's trapped somewhere because he's got COVID. So listen, he'll be on his phone. All right. <laughs> listen, we're here for the people, Joe. We're here for the people. We are. Uh, so next week, where hopefully we get some trade traction going and we'll be able to give you some guys who could be on the move to some new places. So that's going to be one thing we try to focus on next week. So, Joe, thank you for toughing it out tonight. I know COVID kind of, you know, kicked some people's rear ends. You just tested, so it's like you might not be that bad yet. I saw it. You just had some electrolytes. I saw it. I don't think I didn't see. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) So he'll he'll be all right. He'll be all right. Hopefully by next week we're back to normal here, people. Um, And other than that, I think we're done. So until next time, we are out of here.